Blog Talk Radio. Hi, Psychic America. This is Tracy Brown, and today's date is six twenty-nine, June twenty-ninth, two thousand and thirteen. Um. Oh, I need to let everyone know that I will not be broadcasting next week, July. July July 6, 2013, I am attending a funeral. Um, My ex-husband's brother passed away, and I'm going to be with um, my son and my ex-husband's family um, to show support because I've never not known for um, my ex-husband's family not be there for me. Um, When my dad passed, my ex-husband's, my my ex-mother-in-law and my ex-father-in-law was with me the whole time. When I told them it was okay, they could leave, they were like, no, we're going to stay with you and we want to support you and they came to the church, they came to the burial site, and it was just amazing, absolutely amazing. And I remember thinking, it was the first time I had to deal with death, when my dad died, um, how kind I thought that was, and how I thought it was different, you know. I thought it was different because I hadn't quite seen him in a couple of years, but pat myself on the back, I've never been that type of um, ex-daughter-in-law um, that would create havoc for, you know, my ex-husband um, or his wife or um, try to get my ex-mother-in-law on my side, you know, if there were any problems between, you know, custody or, you know, all that stuff. Um, so I need to pat myself on the back because I think I was a really good um, ex, ex-daughter-in-law. And so when it was time to get support, um, I was just amazed that they thought enough of me to support me through my dad's death. Um, and ironically, you know, sometimes I get um, impressions, right? And um, after my dad had died, um, my mom had died two years later. And I was doing the cards, and sometimes I get with people I get a question where people say, are you always, like, are you always right? Like, what does this mean for them? Um, And my Twitter model is I'm mostly right. And I'll tell you why I do that. I don't want to be like Sylvia Brown, um, who was arrogant and, you know, just inconsiderate and sometimes downright nasty when people were asking her questions particularly about, you know, relatives that have passed on, blah, blah, blah. Um, And I don't want to be like that. 
I don't want to be like that. I want to be conscientious. I want I want to tell you that no, I'm not always right. Um, my word is not gold. You know, I'm not God. So, you know, when I give my impressions based upon my ability, um, I'm mostly right. <laughs> I used to say I'm never wrong, <laughs> and that just kind of didn't sound right, not even to me. So I like, you know, I'm mostly right, because I am mostly right. There are times when I could be wrong, and the reason why I'm telling you this story is because my ex-parents, my ex-mother-in-laws, mother-in-law and father-in-law supported me during my dad's um, passing, and I, to this day it brings a warm feeling to my heart. Well, then my mom had passed. But before my mom had passed, I was doing the cards at home, and I always do, I always ask a question for myself. I always say, what's around me? Oh, which, by the way, I should just do myself today, too. I always ask, what's around me? Um, and I kind of do it every night. I'm just that type of person that believes you can't do readings on anyone if you can't read yourself. A lot of psychics say I can't read myself. I, you know, it's too hard. You know, I'm too, you know, involved. And I'm like, hmm, I actually don't believe that. I believe you should be able to read yourself. And so before I started working on the public, I made sure that I could read myself and the stuff would come out right. Okay? Keep that in mind. So before my mom passes, and no one knows that she's passing, she does have kidney failure but there's no indication that she's going to pass. And so I'm doing a cause, and I'm doing a cause, and I'm like, look at my son. He's like, I don't know, 16, 17, 18 at the time. I don't know how old he was. I think he was 18. I think he was 18 at the time. And I said, Brian, something's going to happen to your grandmother on your dad's side. Call her. And, of course, you know, he listens to me because he's watching me readings all my life. And I said, keep in touch with her. Don't lose your balance with her. You know, something's definitely going to happen. It wasn't my ex, ex's mother. It was my mother. It was so close to me that for the life of me, I could not tell that it was my mother that was passing. And that was over 10 years ago. <laughs> My ex's mother is still living. <laughs> so I'm only telling you that story because I'm mostly right, <laughs> even in my own personal experiences. But with that being said, today I'm going to do a wrap-up of everything that I've been right about in the year and a half that I've been doing my YouTube videos um, so that you could see you know, how accurate I am and which YouTube videos um, have been proven to show that I said something and it came out true. <laughs> With that being said, um, let me do my commercial. <laughs> I need like a jingle. So I work at the Green Man Store, and their website is thegreenmanstore.com. Their Twitter is at the Green Man Store. I work here on Sundays, 12 to 5, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 1 to 7. Um, let me tell you that 
we have the best everything here. You want a good psychic? Come here. I prefer that you pick me, <laughs> but come here. We have, you know, every age bracket, by the way. We have um, Armenian, Jewish, Hawaiian. Like, we have just such a plethora of people for you to choose from, including, you know, the best Reiki healers, the best shamans, and there are other things that other people do. Like, we have um, an herbalist, even an herbalist. Uh, anything in terms of candle plethora, candle, you name it, candle-related, um, we have it. You name it, herbal-related, we have it. So we are located at 5712 Lancashire Boulevard. It is a store. Um, you can come in and buy, you know, jewelry and candles and, you know, books, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's 5712 Lancashire Boulevard in North Hollywood, California. And the telephone number is 818-985-2010, 818-985-2010. And I'll repeat this. Um, I'm thinking about repeating it a couple of times. <laughs> repeat it at the beginning. Repeat it somewhere in the middle. And then repeat it. And repeat it. Repeat it uh, in the end, in any case. Um, okay. um, so I got a couple of topics I'm going to talk about today. One of them is a little uncomfortable to talk about. I don't know why. Um, it's the Aaron Hernandez case. feels uncomfortable to talk about. I don't know why. I'm not afraid of, you know, murder cases or did he do it type of cases. Um, I don't do missing people, by the way, folks. You will never see me do, you know, where's my daughter, you know, where's my son, you know, he's missing. Won't do it. Um, but murder, scandal, love scandal. Um, like uh, Aaron Hernandez is murder, and then that Snowden guy, which I don't remember his first name, but I really don't care. Um, I might do him, blah, blah. Ironically, I'm going to do a little bit of Jay-Z because his album is coming out. And, um, you know, I got to tell you, him and Kanye, there's this ego. Like, listen, I'm not talking about Jay-Z. You know, I don't know a guy out there that doesn't love Jay-Z. And the flip side of that, I don't know too many people that don't love Kanye's music. We can all agree that Kanye's a bit of an ass. But his music, you know, sells out. So, with that being said, I know Jay-Z's album is due to come out. And I just want to see, let me see, Magna Carter album release. I'm, I'm going to check to see if it's going to do better than Kanye. Because... These two are definitely in cahoots less than a week away. Mm-hmm. Okay. These two, um, <laughs> Kanye and Jay-Z, are definitely in cahoots. There's no accident that Kanye's album is named Yeezus and Jay-Z's album is Magna Carta Holy Grail. got to tell you, they both think they're gods in their own, you know, rap right. In their own rap head. 
um, I think Kanye's a little cuckoo crazy about it, and I think Jay-Z is very grounded about it uh, in terms of um, his outlook. However, the names of the both albums actually tells me that they're competing against one another. So, with that being said, I'm going to see whose album, once Magna Carta is released, whose album will do better um, from the first week. So, Jesus is already out, and I'll look at those numbers. Not today, another day. And then Magnus, Magna Carta is coming out one week away, and then in a week I'll check those numbers, and then I'll then we can compare it. Okay, whatever. Um, let me tell you. You know, I'd rather do this with somebody else. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you need a partner. But let me tell you that. Um, yesterday, I went into Denny's. Um, Denny's is probably one of my favorite, favorite restaurants. I'm asking why. <laughs> Denny's is a little bit grungy. <laughs> I've never really been inside a fantastic Denny's. I'm not even sure if it's clean half the time, but um, it appears clean. You know, I always look for the A, and the A, you know, in California, we have a rating system. It always has an A, and I go to the one uh, in Koreatown. <laughs> and so, it's like cooking, or I had leftover soup, and it's like leftover soup because it was frozen. I have to heat it up. I don't have a microwave. And I didn't feel like all of that. So, when I got off of work, um, getting into Koreatown, I was like, oh, I'll go to Denny. First, I was going to have something hearty. And then I changed it to breakfast. I always seem to eat breakfast there. I never, almost never choose anything else off the menu. It's rare. And I'm sitting there with my head down um, in my phone trying to figure out, you know, what I'm going to talk about on the show today when this um, homeless man walks up to my table, puts his Walkman down, the old-fashioned Sony Walkman with these huge headphones, and he puts his um, walkman on my table, and when I looked up, he looks at me and he says, would you buy me dinner? And I looked at him and I said, absolutely. And so I said, what do you want? And he says, I want, the, you know, the hamburger. And I was like, not a problem. And then he goes to sit behind me and he gets up again and he goes, can I have French fries? And I'm like, of course. And so I bring the radar over and I said, listen, get him what he wants, just put it on my bill. Not a problem. And then um, he comes up to me again and he goes, would you order me a milkshake? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, milkshake. So I order him a milkshake and then he eats. I'm eating my food. He's behind me. I hear things going on. I hear... Things, you know, he's munching, he's farting, he's burping. Like, it was amazing. And needless to say, I couldn't enjoy my uh, dinner because there were just things going on behind me. And then he comes up to me, finishes dinner, and it's in some weird, egotistical way, I wanted to thank you. Uh, and I apologize for that, people. I know I'm not supposed to be in my ego, but... In a weird kind of way, I wanted to thank you. I wanted I wanted him to say, thank you, ma'am, you know, or something. And I, I wasn't going to get it. And I had to take 
my ego out and realize, stop. <laughs> okay, if he doesn't say thank you. Um, I did do it out of the goodness of my heart, blah, 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 blah. When it looks like he's about to leave and he turns around and he says, I can't hear him quite well. And then I finally hear him and he goes, he, I need money for cigarettes. And I looked at him, and he's like, do you have money for cigarettes? And I said, no. And he looked at me, and he goes, you don't have any money? I'm like, wow, this is how people get robbed. Like, that's what I got all of a sudden. Like, are you kidding me? I just fed you. You don't say thank you, although that's my ego. That's my problem. But no, you don't say thank you. And then you have the nerve to want me to support your cigarette habit. And he looked at me again, and he goes, it would really make me happy um, if you would give me money for cigarettes. I almost did it. <laughs> Such a sucker. I almost did it. And then I just looked at him and I said, you know what? Just pay for your dinner. And I only have enough to pay for your dinner and my dinner. And that's it. There's no extra money out there. And with that, he went on his merry way. Whatever. So good. So good. <laughs> I'm going to share a story with you. It was actually funnier in my head last night. Um, in any case, so let's start the, the reading. Um, uh, Aaron Hernandez. Oh, my God. What are you doing? Like you're, you're kind of weird to me, Aaron Hernandez, um, from the Patriots. Um, I was talking to one of my Facebook friends, and I accidentally said he was in baseball, but <laughs> I never do my homework. And then I thought, I was like, who's Aaron Hernandez? Because I hadn't heard anything. And then um realized that Aaron Hernandez is this New England Patriots football player um, that committed a murder against this gentleman, his name is Lloyd. So I think what I'm going to ask the cause is why. Um, I, we are getting from the news media that, you know, some of the reasons why. Or maybe that's not even the question. Maybe why isn't the question. Maybe it's what the hell? What the, what the hell were you thinking? Like, who are you, Aaron, that you, you think it's okay to, to kill people? Who are you? And then to top it off, then to top it off, he's now being investigated for two more murders outside of a club. Um, listen, a couple of things bother me. When uh, sports players grew up and when um, coaches grew up, things that bother me. But I'm sure it bothers everyone else, too, because we do look up to these people. Um, just to remind everyone that the New England Patriots are switching out jerseys. Um, if anybody has, if anybody has, um, yeah, Aaron Hernandez is very dark, very dark. Um, um, delusions of grandeur, delusions of grandeur. He thinks that he is, he thinks he's above it all. There's a woman involved that's completely confused and lost. Um, as to what is going on. And I don't know if she has any participation in this, by the way, uh, and she could be a little scared. There's a woman that has a little bit more knowledge out there 
So I, you know, oh dear, there's a girl out there that that knows something, knows something. She knew something, knows something, hit something, and it is a love interest. By the way, it is a love interest. Um, she knows something that will um, crumble Aaron Hernandez. So um, I don't think she's safe. By the way, um, I think Aaron Hernandez is an idiot. I think he talks way too much. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think he talks too much. Eight, nine, ten. He may be a criminal. Um, he talks way too much. There's a girl involved, and if the police don't seek her out fast enough, she's going to disappear. She's going to hide. She's going to disappear. She's going to leave the state. Um well, she just could disappear. Maybe it could be an actual disappearance. Maybe it's not her. Maybe it's maybe it's for the um, maybe he could have her um, thinking out. Um, there's some sort of love interest out there. Does Aaron have any children, or the girl that's involved may have a child? Um, whoever this girl is, this girl. Family member, family member, or girl could be a family member. We'll stab him in the back. He knows it too. He knows it. He told her something. He told her something, or gave her something, or she knows where something is. She has a little bit too much information. Um, it's a wheel of fortune, which means she's the one that could turn this case and. Um, send Aaron away um, for a really, really long time. I wonder what this is about. Who this girl is? She's a good girlfriend. Uh, uh, legally, legally, this case is not going to um, get tried anytime soon, guys. Um, it's not going to get tried anytime soon. It'll definitely be around November, October, November, when this case gets tried. Um, the, the, listen, I am not crazy, people. There's a girl out there, I believe she's a love interest, somebody that he romanced. I don't think it's a family member. I think it's a love interest. I also think that she has a child. She has a child. And the reason I keep bringing up the child is because it's going to be significant. Um, whoever he's dated, um, you don't have to look at everyone. It's the girl with the child. She knows something. She's scared as hell. She feels like she should run or disappear or um, or um, she feels lost. She feels confused and she also feels lonely and she doesn't know who she should tell. Um, Aaron talks way too much. He's a talker. He's a talker. He's a bragger. He doesn't like to keep anything in. Or it might be his way of controlling his people, come to think of it. You know, like if I give you a secret, then you're forever, you're forever intertwined, something like that. Um, whatever this girl knows, it's going to make her definitely, definitely sick. Like it's just, it's, it's just going to make her definitely sick. If the police, if the police doesn't do something to figure out which one of these females knows anything, 
Um, she could disappear. Um, she could disappear on her own, which is what I'm really getting. I'm not getting that Aaron Hernandez has people that could make her disappear. But knowing Aaron, who's <laughs> actually like a gang member instead of a fantastic football player, like you're a gang, a gang member. Um, like you're a gang member that works for the New York Patriots. That's what you are, Aaron Hernandez. Um, but listen, I'm only saying that because, like, you put yourself into that position. I'm not calling you a gang member. Like, when I do my cards, my cards are calling you a gang member. So don't get mad at me, Aaron Hernandez. You're the one that could uh, allegedly, um, no, allegedly committed the murder. You're the one that's all over the, the, the people, the, the news. So don't come at me. I'm just, I'm just a storyteller. And, and by the way, Aaron, I'm mostly right. I could be wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> um, but I could be wrong. Um, and I'm not talking about the sister of the friend, because Aaron was friend with his friends with his guy Lloyd. I'm not talking about that sister. Um, hopefully I'm not talking about that. Um, no, I don't think it's a family member. It's a girlfriend. It's a girlfriend that knows just a little bit too much about either the Lloyd case or or about the two killings in um, <clears throat> in the uh, the nightclub. And I think that might have been a couple of years ago. Two killings, a couple of years ago. In any case, Aaron, in a weird kind of way, is really smart. You ever see like gang, gang members, like street guys, like when you like like when you meet street guys, like in Brooklyn, especially like Jay Z. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not comparing Jay Z to Aaron Hernandez. I'm talking about gang members now. Um, street guys can be one of the smartest guys out there. Like there's a sixth sense that they have about the street. That's what I'm getting with Aaron Hernandez, that he was a street guy, that he has this, you know, weird sense of, um, of smartness, weird. However, um, you're also a killer. <laughs> There's a poor girl out there that could crumble you. Who thinks she's actually going to crumble you, however? It's a legal justice card. Takes a little bit of time before all this comes to fruition. Okay. Lloyd is going to go after her eventually. Something good will come out of this situation for her. Yes. Whatever she has to say will crumble Aaron. Um, yeah, I don't think he thinks he's going to get away with this. I just don't believe that for a minute. However, um, the cops are going to want the smoking gun. Or they're going to want to make sure that they connect Aaron Hernandez with the two killings. Um, and they don't want the possibility of, and this woman's testimony will definitely um, solidify um, and connect Aaron with the nightclub killing. So be interesting to see who this girl is. Um, most times I do my readings, they come out pretty pretty fast, you know. Okay, All right, I'm over... And Hernandez over here right now. I'm over here. The next one I'm going to do is notice. 
snowden, snowden. I don't know if I really want to see snowden. But let's just see what's going to happen with this dude, Snowden, who I believe is still stuck at the airport in Russia. Um, interesting because Russia doesn't want him, and technically China does not want him. Um, let's see like, what he's doing and how he's going to truly get out of this. Um, neither country wants him physically there, but they are willing to help him to get to a, a country that does not believe in extradition. I don't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the right word. I put you the English language. So let's see what's around Snowden. Look him up too. Gonna talk while I look up Snowden. Snowden, Snowden. Oh, I know what I should do. I should have all this prepared. Snowden. Um. Get that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So what I can tell, he is still. At the Moscow airport, I mean, seriously, Moscow, if you're going to help them, just help them. If you're going to screw the U.S., just screw the U.S. Like, oh, not good. Okay, so he's being romance. He is being romance. He is being well taken care of. He is still at the airport. It's my understanding that he's at the airport because although it's in Russia, there's something about the airport being an international place. That's all weird. I guess I could go to JFK, the JFK International Airport, and be safe if I committed a crime. Is that true? I don't know. I doubt it. But in Russia, apparently, it makes him less on Russian ground if he's at the airport with the international blah, 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 whatever. Um, I got to tell you, he he recognizes his mistake. Um. He wants money. He wants more money. I don't know where he's getting his money from, but he wants more money. Um, he wants a lot of money. He thinks money is the thing that's going to help him survive, but it isn't, Snowden. You should have gone to Boy Scout, and you should have learned how to survive in the jungle because um, that's where you would be the safest. <laughs> Not money, because money will keep you visible. In any case, he's looking for money. He's like an immature little child. He's like an immature little child. Um, emotionally, he's immature, and his act, his act, what he did was also extremely immature, extremely immature. His espionage, um, tattletailing on the U.S. was extremely immature. Um, he wasn't even an uh, actual federal, uh, federal employee. He was contracted out, which was worse. Federal, federal government, be careful what you do from now on because you can't trust the contractors <laughs> that you contract out to us. To, uh, watch out um, sensitive materials. So our government is just stupid, but we know that. <laughs> we already know that. Um, um, a couple of things are going to happen. He is going to go to a country that will accept him. Um, wherever this country is, the, the women are happy there. They're happy. Um, it's a, I, I want to say it's a festive place. Happy, happy. Could be... Uh, could be Caribbean, could be 
Um, definitely, why do we have things cold on that? Um, it's a festive place, or by the time he gets there, it could be a celebration for the country, something like that. People are going to be kind and generous to him. They are, when I say people, people that are not a part of the U.S. are going to be kind and generous to him. They're really, really happy that he's grown in the U.S. Um, in a weird kind of way, he does miss the U.S. and he does regret um, this whole process. It's just at this stage of the game, he cannot, um, there's nothing that he can do about it. Because there's nothing that he could do about it, he is now not caring and only wants to receive money for any information that he could tell. He will go quiet for a while. Hold on a second. I need a full door. Hello. No. Okay. Yes, please. Okay, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay, I um, I do my radio show, but then I'm starting to get a lot of calls after my radio show. I used to do my radio show and go home, and now I do my radio show and I do reading. So that was my um, store because I, I do my radio show out of the Green Man store. I don't know if I've ever told you that. I'm actually doing it out of the radio the Green Man store, um, and so in the middle of my show, sometimes they call me. Ah, it's an internet show, people. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, Snowden's going to go a little quiet for a while. You probably won't hear from him for a few months. Um, once he's out of Moscow, um, um, I, I think they're trying to trick everyone, um, and I feel like they're going to say that he's at Moscow Airport. However, he was they're making sure that he disappears and people do not know that he's no longer at the airport. So this is part of their trick. Um, I still feel like he's going to wind up in a hot country uh, or a country that doesn't have extradition. I don't know if I heard Ecuador, but why wouldn't Ecuador have extradition? I don't remember. But in any case, he goes quiet for a little bit, just a little bit. So June, July, August, September, October, November, five to six months, you will not hear this guy's notice. And then there's an arrest. <laughs> then the U.S. signs in. Um, they make an agreement with the country. The agreement has to do with money. Um, and the country turns <laughs> on notice. So the U.S. will get this man. I promise you they will get him. I'm just going to say that they'll get him before the new year, around December. Or or maybe he, I think, I think they find him and then there's negotiations to send him back. And I think that takes a couple of months. Um, But, (laughs) no, then, you're definitely going to get caught, so. Oh, you poor thing. Um, he's definitely going to get caught before the new year. Well, he gets sent back by the new year. By 2014, he's sent back. But they do discover where he's at. They talk to the country. They beg the country. They pay the country off. So he was right. They're going to do anything it takes because this is a total embarrassment to the U.S. Um, 
does get sent back. Russia has nothing. China has nothing to do with this. China and Russia just wanted to screw with America for a little bit, just make them really happy. Um, not with you, uh, they don't even respect Snowden. They, they think that Snowden is a bit of an ass. Um, and Snowden seems to be a little arrogant with them as well, a little arrogant, a little cocky. They don't even like him, but they enjoy screwing us. <laughs> However, Snowden, you're going to get caught. So it is what it is. We'll see you back here in about six months. All right, guys, that's it for Snowden. <laughs> um, oh, the, the last thing I'm going to do before I run off all of my YouTube videos that I've been writing about is Magna Carta. Will Jay-Z's album, Magna Carta, Holy Grail, have better sales than Kanye's album, that's what I'm going to check. So give me a second. Magnet, oh, hmm. well, it's going to make a lot of money. Well, are you surprised? I'm not surprised, JB. Isn't happy though. Whatever it does, it makes a lot of money. But Jay-Z is not happy. He is not happy. In fact, he's kind of pissed. There's something about this album that he is writing something on. He's writing something on. Like this album needs to do well. It has nothing to do with Kanye, I promise you. It might have something to do with his image, his empire. And so if it doesn't do well, it's kind of a sign that He's not doing well, and he can't have that out there. Remember, Jay-Z's a gangster first. So. <laughs> He's a gangster first. Um, so with that being said, a lot of times um, you still have that, like, mentality where you need to be, like, the head dude on the block. Um, we used to say something else back in the day, um, but I don't say it. It's the whole ball of being thing coming down. <laughs> I, I, I'm not touching that word, um, um, but I can, by the way. Let me remind everyone. I'm entitled to touch that word, but I don't want to. So with being the head dude on the block mentality from the streets of Brooklyn, um, really, really important that this album got attacked. It's made with perfection. I promise you it will make a lot of money. If it doesn't make the numbers that Jay-Z needs for it to make, it hurts his uh, image somehow. Um, so it does make a lot of money. I, I don't know what it means because I normally don't follow rap, nor do I normally follow the numbers. I will this time, <laughs> only because I want to be right. So if the projected sales is blah, 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 and the album does beautifully, but it is like, 30,000 under blah, 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 that will not make JD happy. It is not about the money. It is about exceeding expectations. The best album ever, you know, yada, yada, yada. This is what I need. I'm the man. You know, there's no other rapper better than me. If it doesn't make the numbers, he can't step out into his A game um, like he wants to. He will. 
because the whole idea is to fool the public into believing that he is the man, um, even if the sales are just under expectations, which is what I'm getting. Um, we'll do well with just under expectations. But if it exceeds, then he is the man. Like, he will not be kidding. He could be like, um, you know, I'm the man, I'm whatever, whatever. So, Jay-Z on one side, Kanye on the other, this album is going to outsell in the one week, one week of release. So, Jesus is already out. I get that. Jay-Z is coming out in a week, but I'm going to compare the one-week sales of Jay-Z and Kanye, which one will do better. And I'm going to announce it, so Jay-Z, don't be mad at me. <laughs> I'm only a psychic giving psychic predictions. So Jay-Z's on my left and Kanye's on my right. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. Talk to me, Pause. I need to know which album will do better. Jay-Z on my left, Kanye on my right. Talk to me. Okay. It's a resounding yes with Jay-Z, but I get a lot of money. Okay, I'm going to call it, and if Jay-Z's album is going to do much better. Jay-Z's album is going to do much better than Kanye's. Yeah, yep. Okay, I called it. Jay-Z's album is going to exceed um, album sales over Kanye's in the one-week time frame is what I'm talking about. Jay-Z's album will exceed Kanye's, um, even though I think they're in cahoots um, with Yeezus, Yeezus, and then Magna Carta, Holy Grail, like you both think you're God, um, which is unfortunate, but whatever, whatever. Um, but the bottom line is, Jay-Z is going to do better than Kanye's, Jay-Z's albums will not exceed the expectation that the projected expectation that um, the album should have succeeded in the one week, but it doesn't really matter. Jay-Z will come out the man. All right. So, with that being said, I'm over doing Aaron Hernandez, You Scare Me. Um, you should go to jail for life because you scare me. Um, Aaron Hernandez, you scared me. Snowden, you're going to get caught. Oh, well. Enjoy whatever money you get. <laughs> and I hope you can leave it to somebody in the long haul because you're going to jail and you'll be in a U.S. jail, by the way. Um, um, and that's it. Wait. <clears throat> and that's it. Um, they talked about my uh, homeless friend that I said yesterday who wanted to then see his cigarette habits. Okay, so. With that being said, it is 12 o'clock, and I just want to remind everyone um, about my YouTube video, which is called, uh, what is it called? YouTube slash, uh, I think it's YouTube slash Tracy Brown. I don't think it's YouTube slash Pop Culture Psychic, but, oh, if you Google Pop Culture Psychic or Tracy Brown, you kind of have to put Psychic in. There's a lot of Tracy Browns out there. In any case, um, let's start with Paula Dean. <laughs> so, 
in Paula Dean's review just last week, one of the things that I said on the audio, I think it was on Blog Talk Radio, I did Paula Dean. It wasn't YouTube. It was Blog Talk Radio just last week. One of the things I said was that if Paula Dean used the word I, I this, I that, I, 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 she was going to be in trouble. And I was like, whatever you do, don't use the word I. I just wish sometimes somebody could get these, you know, tapes to people um, before they make their horrific tapes. That would be my prayer. In any case, guess what she did? <laughs> she said, I. She said, um, I is what I is, and I'm not changing. But before she said that, which was interesting, she put, she said, if there's anyone out there that has never said anything that they wish they could take back, please pick up the stone and throw it so that it kills me. Then she said, I, I when I told her, I was like, don't, whatever you do, don't use the word I. It's going to hurt you. Then she said, I is what I is, and I'm not changing. And with that last statement, her empire rumbled. Um, oh, that's a quote, unquote, because I uh, took certain things up. So, who knew that Paula Dean had such an empire? I was shocked. When people really started to pull out, I was like, what the fuck? Kmart, Sears, the diabetes company, Novus, um, Walmart. Did anybody know she was with Walmart? Target. Are you kidding me? Target? To be honest with you, I do my psychic readings. I do my psychic readings all day, every day. I have a second job. I work at Target. I'm not ashamed. I work at Target. It's where I get my insurance from. I didn't know Paula Dean had product at Target, but apparently she has this, you know, deal with Target and uh, Target. <laughs> Smithfield pulled out QVC, said that, they're, you know, at this point QVC was trying to be nice and <laughs> that everyone pulling out QVC was like, okay, we're just going to finish out the product, and we're not going to have her come on the show. We saw her product, but yeah, we're over. And today, I just heard that her number one selling book, which isn't even completed, I don't know how this works, on Amazon, um, the company's not going to let her complete her book. It's supposed to be completed and out in October. Um, I didn't know you can sell a book that hasn't been completed. But apparently you can. Um, coming out in October, it's the number one book on Amazon right now. And um, <laughs> the companies are publishing it, pulling out. They're, they're not going for it. So that's really funny. In any case, Paula, it's the I that did it. I, I. In oh, my review just last week, go to last week's taping, June, whatever, whatever last Saturday was. 34, 37, I, the first thing I said or the last thing I said or somewhere in the middle, like, whatever you do, Paula, don't say I, you know, because your empire will, I think I even said your empire will crumble. Hilarious. It crumbles. I, I, you know, this is why I want my television show because it would be nice to have, like, these kind of predictions out there for the idiot um, entertainment people, idiot stars, 
so that they could kind of <laughs> look to us as a resource and kind of go, wow, Tracy said don't say I, blah, blah, blah. But can you call for uh, hiring Judy Smith and um, fix your, um, your reputation? Uh, but the other thing I said, if anybody can get this to her, shut it down. Shut it down, Paula. Shut it down. The, the three YouTube, oh, the Matt Mauer interview. Comedy. Uh, it started Night Live without right now. There'd be a sketch about it because it was comedy. And Matt, remember I did a, a thing on you. You're going too, to to the uh, Today Show. Has to get rid of you. Nobody likes you, Matt. That's what you did to Ann Curry. But you didn't do anything to really help your career with Paula Dean. You did you have sympathy for her? I'm not really sure what went on there, but you, you you're no journalist. I mean, I don't think you are, but okay. Come over, Pauline. Um, okay, so fiance <laughs> at the inaugural when uh, she was lip syncing. You know what's interesting? I remember seeing that, and for the life of me, I couldn't tell that she was not lip syncing. And then the scandal came out immediately. By the way, within minutes, she was lip syncing. She was lip syncing. I thought, was she lip syncing? So I did a YouTube tape on it. Beyonce lip syncing, and it turns out, according to my um, cards, she was lip syncing. Beyonce was lip syncing. And so I remember saying, I, I want to call you a liar, but I couldn't call her a liar because she hadn't confessed to it yet. Sure enough, I did the um, YouTube video on January 23rd, and then let me go back to January 23rd. I did the YouTube video on January 23rd. Here it is. Oh, oh, yeah, I just did it just in time. And then that Thursday, she had some, you know, press conference, blah, 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 where she then, she looks so pretty, by the way, in this beautiful dress and hair, but we, you know, to the side, so pretty. And, uh, and then she re-sang the national anthem live. Um, and then she admitted that, yeah, she looked it. <laughs> but I don't care that she admitted it. Um, I care that I was right. <laughs> That's all I care about. Um, Lance Armstrong, he's another one. Coco, Coco crazy. First thing I said to Lance Armstrong was, <laughs> you know, I wish they could watch my uh, video before they, especially celebrities, I wish you could watch my video before you go and do something stupid because with Lance, Lance, Armstrong is the same thing. I did it on January 11th, and then he goes to um, do the Oprah show. And the question was, should he confess to Oprah? Should he have gone on the show? Oh, you entertainment people are so egotistical. He does. He goes on the show. He confesses his empire also crumbles. So we should not hear anything from Lance Armstrong um, at least for a decade. At least for a decade. American Idol. American Idol. Um, is it American Idol? How these YouTube videos began is I was doing uh, America's, I mean, um, Dance with the Stars. That was really fun. And I predicted who would be the winner. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is so much fun. And so I tried, um, and so I tried, um, 
uh, X Factor. That was a lot of fun. And X Factor I did as they released, like, who would get kicked off, blah, blah, um, And then I went on to entertain the people. I just wanted to see if I did these, how accurate they would be. Well, then I stopped doing all the real, uh, competition shows. And then one of my YouTube uh, followers was like, Tracy, you stop doing it. Like, what is wrong with you? So do it and tell me what's going to happen with American Idol. And on American Idol on May 9th, I predicted, you know, who was going to go first, the last two standing, who was going to win. So got that right. Okay, so here's my favorite, Amanda Bynes. Sometimes I do readings, and it takes a while to come out. You know what I mean? Like, I'll do a reading because my spirit will say, do it on Amanda Bynes. Do it on Amanda Bynes. And my spirit will be like, why? You know? And so I did Amanda's a little early. I did Amanda's on January 11th. Um, and I said, she was going to get arrested. <laughs> but she didn't get arrested until May, but whatever, whatever. Um, it is a game changer, even though she's still acting a little crazy, but if everyone notices, she's not acting as crazy anymore. Um, she, 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 she has to go back to court for it. Um, NYPD, you screwed up a little bit because you can't find that little bong that she said she threw out the window. Wow. Um, you had a better case if you could find the bong, but you don't, so it is what it is. Um, but I predicted her arrest. Um, there should be some, um, we have given, but because MITD threw it up a little bit, I'm not sure if the judge is going to go as hard on her as I predicted. But nonetheless, um, I still predicted um, Amanda Bynes being arrested. Leanne Rhines is one of my favorites. Um, she's one of my Twitter favorites. Um, she's my favorite train wreck ever. <laughs> That's why she's my favorite. She's a train wreck. Um, Leanne Rhines, I predicted that your album would bomb, absolutely bomb, and it did, it did, very happily so. Oh, Spitfire, by the way, the album should bomb, um, the album was about your affair with Eddie Cibrian, like how skinky are you, and this man has two children that may one day hear this album, wow, good for you, Leanne, but I really don't care about that, I just care that I'm right. And I predicted that your album would bomb. It did bomb. Thank you. Thank you, Leanne. I appreciate your album bombing. Janet Jackson, um, again, the Jackson family, one of my least favorite um, people, least favorite families. Janet, um, I almost don't like you. Um, I'm borderline, like, hating you. I don't know if that's a proper word to use, but I don't care. Um, I'm almost hating you because I think out of everyone, you could have shown up for Paris. But you're selfish, you're inconsiderate, and you don't care. You just don't care. You care about you. And here's what I was right about with Janet. When the whole thing went down with Mrs. Jackson and somehow or another, the brothers wanted to um, make the grandmother, Mrs. Jackson, um, incompetent, um, and the girls were involved. Um I remember saying that Janet didn't need the money, so it wasn't about Janet needing the, you know, Michael's money to live off her. I remember saying that. I didn't know why. I didn't dive into why, and I wish I had, but I just remember saying she doesn't need the money. 
Um, and, of course, she didn't need the money because at the time she had been married to that millionaire. So I was right about Janet being scuzzy and not needing the money. And here's what I was right about. She went after her mother to, with the brothers to make the mother incompetent. That way the brothers would not come after her like they have gone after Michael. You understand? So that makes her scuzzy. Come back, Scotty. In any case, um, I have like three or four videos on Whitney Houston after Whitney Houston had died. I'm telling you, you've got to look at these videos. Everything that I said in those videos came out. There was a powerful man came out to be Tyler Perry, a powerful woman that's protecting her, helping her career that turned out to be Oprah. And I didn't, I promise you, I didn't know that. Um, I, at the time I did the video, there was four sets of videos. Um, I didn't know that Oprah was going to be helping her career in any case. Um, look at those videos because it was those videos that helped me to realize that, one, I could do um, the spirit that has passed on and that I could do celebrity, um, really, really do celebrity um, psychic readings on celebrities. There's about three or four videos on Whitney Houston, Bobby Brown, Bobby Christina, and I'm telling you, everything, everything in those videos came out. Um, accurate, came out in the news. It was amazing. Um, Herman Cain, does anybody remember Herman Cain? Um, that asshole with the um, affairs that he had and blah, 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 blah. In any case, he was a political runner um, at some point, and then he had to drop out because he had so many women coming through um, testifying that he was um, a scuzzy asshole and you can't run for president if you have um, a big scandal like that. And I predicted that he would um, pull out from the race in two days and that there was going to be one particular woman that was going to crumble his case and that his wife was going to stand by him. And sure enough, all those things came true. Um, Justin Bieber? Justin Bieber? Listen, I did a reading on Justin Bieber's baby. You all can forget it if you want. Justin Bieber does have a baby out there. If you notice, that girl went quiet. They paid her off to be quiet. I don't care how you slice it. Justin Bieber has a baby out there, period. I will not take it back. Anybody finds that woman, you will discover um, that for the money that they're paying her off with, she has a baby out there. In any case, um, that's it. That's it. Um, That's it. (laughs) <laughs> Look at the YouTube videos. They are pretty accurate. And um, you get some calls now. So, Rick Fitzgerald, you've been on for a little bit. I'm going to thank you. Hi, Rick Fitzgerald. Hello? Me? Me? Hi. Oh, hey, Tracy. How are you? Not bad, thank you. What's your name? My name is Richard. Hi, Richard. How are you? I'm doing well. So, Richard, talk to me. What do you want to know? Paula Dean, where the hell is Oprah Winfrey at? <gasps> Wait, you want what to does do Oprah a think about her? <laughs> what does Wait. Oprah have to say about her? Are they still talking? Are they friends? Were they friends in the past? Um, Oprah interviewed Paula Dean a few months ago, actually. <gasps> no. Right, so 
Are they still talking? What does Oprah think about her? Has Oprah cut ways with her? Well, here's the thing. You know, Oprah stays politically correct. You know that, right? Uh, yeah, and yeah. Oprah has her own channel, so if Oprah's going to do anything, Oprah's going to find a way to make money off this woman, right? I don't blame her. Why not? <laughs> so let's look at Oprah and Paula Dean, and let's what this relationship is going to happen. You think she's going to do a last chapter on her? <laughs> you know, I don't see the point. Like, what would it right. be about other than the allegations and stuff? Exactly. Exactly. Like, it'll be another rotten interview like the Matt Lauer interview. It'll be rotten, right? But right. Oprah does have a dignified way of um, communicating. You know, she does. Matt is a Matt is a train. Matt Lauder is a train wreck for himself. And on my blog talk radio a few weeks back, his career is over. They they're going to revamp the Today Show. I think in September. Um, and Savannah is going to kind of have to go with Matt because they kind of put them together. But, oh, sad. Um, that is sad. That is sad because I think Savannah is adorable, but there's not going to be any place for her once they get rid of Matt because she was seen as taking Ann Curry's plate. In any case, it doesn't really matter. Savannah will survive. Um, Matt has to go. And he proved it yet again. Like, did you see the uh, the, the, the interview with Matt and Paula Dean? Oh, my gosh. That woman is crazy. <laughs> She's talking about how a guy robbed her and put a gun to her head. <laughs> what is she talking about? You know, I would, I've never been in that position. God bless. Um, I can imagine that it's tragic. You know, I can. You know, I can't even imagine being in that position. True. I would just say, right? But, but I would just say that if I had fifteen million dollars of an empire, I kind of wouldn't mention it during a deposition. I might mention it in a biography. Yeah. You know, just as I'm ready to retire, I put out this one last book, Paula Dean, My Life, you know, and I might say in my biography, I've used this word and, I, you know, because this is what happened to me, I, I don't know. I, I'm not Caucasian. So I can't say it. The word is common, um, especially amongst girls in, in, in my community. So we don't take it where everybody else takes it. It is what it is. But I also don't have $15 million to crumble. <laughs> right. I don't know who advised her to not pay off that woman. Pay that oh, okay, Hold on a second. I'm looking at Oprah. Oprah is actually trying to figure out how she can do this. And if she does it, if she does it, she's going to do it in the next couple of months if she does this. If she can get her at this point, I don't know if she can get her at this point because Paula Dean has hired that Olivia Pope, Julie Smith person who may oh, yeah. not advise her. Yeah, she may not advise A her. A black lawyer. <laughs> I am sorry, but this woman is, she's crooked. <laughs> she now has African American friends and she, 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 she's announced how many people she's, she's saved. But, you know, there was one interview, I think I was watching, I don't know, it was on TMZ, where um, 
she was trying to press upon somebody. This is before this whole thing went down. And she was trying to press upon somebody that she has this charity case with this young boy that she, you know, follows throughout the years, blah, blah, blah. And she says to the boy on this interview, she says to the uh, young man, um, come on over here, come on over here. She says, nobody can see you against that black screen as dark as you are. And I was like, oh, my God, are you serious? Yep. I watched that here, Black as That Board. <laughs> that was so ugly of her. She thought it was oh a joke. God. That was not funny. That black man should have popped her side her head. Oh, my God. I was like, wait a second. And this was way before the scandal. Don't even sleep. It was way before the scandal. So, it, I mean, okay, listen. It, I think Oprah wants to be in negotiations with her. I think that Oprah is saying to her. Uh, these people, I can do this. I can resurrect you. I, you know, I can do this. It gets a little confusing as to whether or not she should do it. Pauline does go quiet until September. There's something about eight weeks or September. Um, you know, I saw Pauline getting sick. To be honest with you, um, I saw her getting a little sick. Um, I still see the sickness coming. Could come in a form of heart trouble. Um, she's just way too worried. Um, and I, I I would be really surprised if Oprah gets this interview. Um, if she gets the interview, uh, I would just be really surprised if this is something that Oprah does with her specifically. I feel like if she gets this interview, it's going to be with the sons and the husband. Huh. I don't think it's going to be with Paula Dean. I, I see Paula Dean getting a little sick. Could be some heart trouble. Um, there's just so much regret, so much regret. Like, you have no idea what she's feeling right now. Like, it's it's the worst-case scenario. It's kind of like I talked about earlier, uh, my dad dying, and it was like my first death. It's that feeling. Like, you wake up the next day and you swear to God, it, it has to have been a dream. That's what I think it's going through. Like, this is just a death of her. Um, um, however, I think she's going to get sick. I don't think she's going to be well enough. Um, I think Oprah is trying to negotiate. Um, everybody's a little confused as to what's the proper way to handle this. I think if Judy Smith was not involved, I think Paula Dean would just go for it because she's just a bad phone that way. Um, but now she has to follow people's leads, which is going to frustrate Paula Dean, which is going to give her um, agita you know, some heart trouble, blah, 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 blah. She's going to be too sick. I think ultimately there's going to be a next chapter. However, it's going to be to build the son's empire. Okay, to benefit the son, okay. Mm-hmm. But why does Oprah want to help her, though? Um, uh, well, we all know Oprah's not a racist. Let's just oh, say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's not. Um. And I know I was watching Wendy Williams, and Wendy was like, "Was Wendy Williams was like, Oprah, don't do a next chapter on Paula Dean." You know, Oprah made her money by being smart. So yep. Oprah's not going to help her. Oprah's going to help herself. <laughs> Why not? Oprah still needs the numbers. Why not? Oprah still needs the numbers. Owen is not doing that great. Um, it is picking up momentum. Thank God. Um, that next chapter series seems to work out well for her. It doesn't work out well for the people. I, I just talked about Lance Armstrong. 
you know, and I remember doing my YouTube video, and I'm like, don't do it. Don't confess to Oprah. Don't do it. He does. He does. And he crumbles. He crumbles. But Oprah, Oprah got like 3 million views. It's good for her. True. <laughs> it was a win. It was a win-win for Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Moolala. Right, right. Um, so I do think that there is going to be a next chapter. Um, I do think there's going to be some sort of interview with um, Paula Dean's um, relative. relative. Um, I just don't see it being with Paula Dean. I just can't see it happening. I think the best thing that Judy Smith could do is keep that woman quiet for the next year. Keep her quiet. Shut it down. Ah. I mean, I would rather see Paula Dean give out cars to poor black people. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, I know, thank 11. you. <laughs> <laughs> then do anything. Hold on a second. Yeah, Man, there's a lot of regret here, but there's a lot to be restored. There's a lot of regret. There's a lot to be restored. Ironically, um, $15 million could crumble. Seriously? $15 million. Seriously, I don't know what she has out there or what she owes out there, but $15 million could seriously go down to either, you know, 2 to $5 million. Oh, wow. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I think she's worth $15 million. I don't think she has $15 million. Do you hear what I'm saying? Something's oh, not okay. right. Mm-hmm. So her, her 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 work could be all the um the um the 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 partnerships that she had, and that may have been what the media has been calculating. But as far as what's in her bank account, nothing near fifteen million dollars. Nothing still near. rich though. You know, it's still rich. But remember, when you're living um. And above your means? Oh, yep. You know, two to five million dollars can disappear like crazy. Right. Can just disappear. And a lot of times when you have all these partnerships and checks just keep coming in and rolling in and it just feels good to have this money coming in, and you're still spending kind of, you're still kind of spending, you kind of forget to shut it down, shut it down in your spending habits. Um, I'm sure Judy Smith was not cheap. I'm sure Judy Smith got a million dollars out of her. Right. Why not? <laughs> right. But with that being said, there's not a lot of money left. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is not a lot of money left. I actually don't even see money in these cards. I pulled the cards up and pulled out a second set of, of cards. I, I just don't see it. There's no money left. Maybe when all is said and done, it's going to be unfortunate. There's going to be like $2 million to $5 million left. But that is something for her um, that she has to retire on. Remember, she's uh, just 66. Remember, she takes care of her sons. You know, remember, oh, she right. takes care of her husband. Right. You and know? the bills. I mean, and the bills, you know, um, what do you call it? The taxes on the house, property uh-huh. taxes. God knows. I mean, maybe the South isn't as, as expensive as we are, but... It's not going to last. This money's not going to last. Wow. So her best bet is to um, invest in her son. That's going to be her best bet. But they actually could wind up struggling a little bit before anybody recovers from this. They could actually wind up struggling a little bit. 
And then there's going to be a sense of having to walk away, walk away from her, walk away from her to own their own manhood in the entertainment field and then somehow pull her back in. But um, I saw one son just, like, just not caring for her at all. Like, just Which one, really the taller one or the smaller one? I think it's the smaller one. I don't know if he's That's younger. That's I think, too. Do you? He seems more yeah. negative, more, I don't know how to put it. I haven't seen any interviews. Can you tell in there, because they've done a couple of interviews, can you tell whether or not that one of his sons is going to be like, is he pissed, or can you tell anything? I haven't seen any interviews The pictures, yet. they say it all. The energy. Really? The tar ah, one seems more post- positive, more outgoing, and the other one doesn't, you. you know? Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that, because I see one of them just, like, explaining her, like, how could you? Right. Because at this stage of the game, they don't know to do anything else. Like, where are they going to go to go work now? Target? Where are they going to go work? Walmart? (laughs) I know. (laughs) I have a question. She just crumbles so, so forth. Um, Where does her ugliness come from? Did somebody do something to her in the past or what? Like, where does it come from? Okay, let's say in the beginning... She, you know, in the beginning, there was Bola Dean. Um, let's say she believes that it came from this robbery. You know what? Actually, actually, I'm not, I'm not even sure if the robbery is true, to be honest with you. Thank oh, you. It was a lie to me. It didn't make any sense. She stuck a gun to her head and demanded a loan, and then she called him a nigger, I think. I don't know. I mean... Excuse my language. Sorry. Oh, I, listen. I don't have a problem with the words. <laughs> and I'm not Paula Dean. You can't take me down for 15 million. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It it um, didn't make any sense to me. It didn't make any sense to me either. Like, what was the question, though? What was the question? Where does her ugliness come from? Oh, her ugliness comes from her dad. Uh, it comes from her dad. The, um, I get the tower card next to the emperor, which represents her dad. I also can have to tell you that her dad was very, very passionate about not liking um, colored folks. <laughs> That's what we used to call that in the day, colored folks. Yeah. Um, um, very, very passionate. Uh, listen, let's just remember it was time frame. It was the time frame. I personally had a dad that used to... Listen, can I tell you something? <laughs> oh, yeah, go for it. Okay, so my my son used to be on this uh, TV show called All That Nickelodeon in California. Uh, Amanda Vines. Um, yes, yes, but he was after Amanda, Amanda Vines. When Amanda Vines had her own show, they brought in a new group of kids, which included my son, Brian Hearn, Jamie Spears, Jamie Lynn Spears, Britney Spears' sister. He was in that group, right? And then I invited my dad out to hang around the green room. I just thought it would be good for my dad and good for my son, you know. And so he comes in from New York, and my dad is old school. Like Paula Dean's dad would have been old school. And racism is in their blood. Let's be realistic. Racism is in their blood. But as we all evolve, you've got to let the racism go. 
South has fought for their rights, okay? People have fought for their rights. So you just get a sense of letting it all go. And my dad is from the East Coast, so racism didn't stick around as hard. But there was a sense of um, lack of entitlement. There was still a sense of, you know, having to do a dance sometimes to get what you want, right? And so um, we were in Staten Island, New York, and uh, I invite my dad out here to California, and I gave him some ground rules. I gave my dad some ground rules. I said, Dad, you cannot curse. And he said, because he curses. He said, I can't curse. No, cursing is not allowed. I'm around a bunch of 10, 11, 12-year-old kids. Uh-huh. So you can't curse. And he's like, okay, fine. I get it. I'm not going to curse. What else you got for me? I said, Dad, you can't use the N-word. And he was like, I can't use the N-word. Like, he was cool. But my dad would call anybody the N-word. It never was meant for a black person. He used it properly. If you're an idiot, you were an idiot. <laughs> Okay. I said, Dad, you cannot use the N-word. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's, like, shocked. And I, I couldn't tell if he was kidding or if he was genuine. He's like, fine, no cursing, no N-word. What else you got? I said, Dad, you can't call the white man the white man. <laughs> Your dad's a riot. <laughs> oh my god, he was hilarious. Talk about we should have had our own reality show with this guy. It would have been hilarious. Kind of like the Browns, you know, like the Browns on TNT. <laughs> the Browns. Oh, you know the yeah, show I mean, the, the Browns. Browns. Yeah. My dad was worse than that father. Worse. So I said, Dad, you can't call the white man the white man. He was like, I got nothing. I can't talk. I got nothing. I was like, exactly. Well, we get there, and the moms, thank God, they love my dad. What's the first thing my dad does to one of the little 10 or 12-year-old kids? He goes, tell that little white boy, I need some grapes. And then the boy brings him grapes. He goes, what the fuck are you doing, the little nigga? I said, and I was like, and I'm, we're all, all the parents, we're just, we're just stunned. And then I just looked at all the moms, and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry, every rule I gave him, he threw out the door. And once he released one word, came another word, came another word, and it was two weeks of sheer health for me. Oh, my gosh. the parents thought it was the funniest thing ever. There is a way to have fun with all this stuff that everybody wants to say is ugly. The parents thought my dad was the funniest thing going. They didn't care if he used the N-word. They didn't care if they called you know, her, uh, he's like, if somebody was a redhead, he goes, I really like that white redheaded lady. Like, it was just amazing. They thought he was funny. In any case, back to the question, which is, um, what happened? How did Paula Jean get this way? I get the tower card next to the emperor card. Um, she's not admitting it. It came from her dad. It came from his history. This is actually the way that she was brought up. Um, she actually never thought anything was bad about it for years, for years. Um, so it wasn't until she came into the public eye that she then had to begin to watch the things that came out of her mouth, but she never got, like, populations to teach her. She was just smart enough to know not to say certain things. But prior to her becoming... Uh, part of the public, 
she would use the N-word freely, freely. Um, um, it's been in her blood um, to talk bad about minorities. Um, she got caught with the, with the African-American race, but she has said things according to the cause about every race. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously. Huh. Seriously. I thought it would be just us. No, it's just an, an entitlement. She comes from a place of entitlement. And so uh, she, she has said herself. derogatory things. Right. She has said derogatory things about Spanish, whatever Spanish community has been in, you know, been around her. You know, I don't know what type of Spanish community is around her. Um, I know in California we have Mexicans. In New York I've always been around Puerto Ricans, which I'm, you know, one-eighth Puerto Rican, but we've always been around Puerto Ricans. Um but I don't so I don't know in the South what type of Spanish community has been around her, but um she has according to the card, she has talked about every single category. But remember, I need to go back to the fact that um she she does come remember she's sixty six and she does come from an era where that grouping may have used derogatory terms always, just always. Um, and as people grow and evolve and communi- communities get more, you know, diverse, then you know um, not to do things like that because it's just ugly. Like you can feel the ugliness, which is why I told my dad, don't don't you don't don't bring your racism here. And and he did. In any case, <laughs> it definitely came from her dad. Um, her dad, her granddad. Um, there's just a a pull, a pull. Um, continuous um, season just going in her house. It was just normal. And it wasn't, I promise you, it wasn't until she literally got into the public eye that she began to realize that she better not say those ugly things. But I have to tell you, it's only in the public eye that she did not say those things because outside of the public eye, particularly in her kitchen, she didn't care what crap came out of her mouth. She used to I rip can imagine. into people. She, according to the cause, she used to rip into people. She was nasty. Um, she used to treat her people bad. She didn't give a shit. When she got mad, she would just, like, ride them like a pony, make them feel inadequate, particularly in her kitchen, um, let alone what her poor sons may have heard throughout the years. So, um, I hope her but, sons are nothing like her. Well, remember, her sons are from a different generation. Remember, my dad was a racist based upon um, what was done to him. However, I am not racist because I look at the crap that, I mean, there are things that my dad said, and I look at him and I go, see, like, are you serious? Stop. You know (laughs) what I mean? Right. I have evolved him over the years. Like, we wound up living together. And I'm telling you, by the time all was said and done, this man was a totally different man. Like, he was loving, he was adorable. But when I first got him, I was like, who are you? Are you my father? Did <laughs> <laughs> you, you really participate in this person of me? <laughs> but in any case, Richard, I'm going to go ahead and take another call. But thank you for okay. calling. All right. Um, thank you. And I, I have, I'm going to keep your number and keep it on record. So... Please, join my Twitter or join my Facebook, but please, stay close to me. All right. I'm following you on Twitter, though. 
Okay. Uh, it's at uh, Pop Culture Psychic. Yep. Okay. Thanks, Richard. And thanks for asking okay. about Paula Dean. I really appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. Take care. Bye. Um, 
um, and it comes, it comes fast. It, it comes. I don't know. I don't think it comes unexpected. I think it comes fast. I think you're a little surprised um, that this sure. person could, is can be kind enough to do this for you. Is what I'm getting. Um, sure. But it is a sacrifice. Whatever, whatever she's giving you, it is a sacrifice. I don't think she has that much money, Melvin. So the fact that she's giving oh. it to you, I feel like is a lot of her last. You know what I mean? I feel like she's like. I'll definitely do it. Um, I don't know if she's going to give it to you in three increments or she's going to give you the whole thing. I can only tell you that it is a sacrifice um, for her. Well, uh, something about you are noticing. Uh-huh. You, you definitely know her. Mm-hmm. You definitely know her. Mm-hmm. I do? I feel like you know her, yes, because she falls in your attitude, which is in your head. So I feel like you do know her. Hmm. Mm-hmm. When this when this transaction is supposed to take place, a time frame on it? Um, it is around August, so it is within the it, it, it's in one month and or within eight weeks. So within four months and or eight weeks, anywhere between now and the end of August. But um, uh, definitely around the time school should start. Okay, so, man. Don't be a don't be afraid to ask someone because I do feel like you do know this person. I don't know if it's a family member or a sister or, you know, whatever the case may be, I do feel like you know this person. If it's not uh, an immediate family member, then it could be um, someone from the past but who's always been in your life, something like that. Okay. But, but you um, do see me, so you do see me in college in August? I, I do Back see school? you starting school. I do see you starting school in August. Um, if it's not August, if there's any delay, um, it could be September. Is it the end of August? When is school literally start? The twentieth? Uh, the fifteenth of August. The fifteenth of August. Yeah, I see it around the end of August. So I don't know if you're going to miss the first day, the first week of school, or something like that. Okay. So. Man, the bottom line is there's a woman out there that's willing to help you, Melvin. So I wouldn't oh, be afraid great. to ask someone right now. I wouldn't be afraid to, you know, put the word out there that this is what you need because there's a woman that's going to help you. Um, are you not entitled to financial aid? Does that not work when you're going for, is it bachelor's or graduate school? Uh, my bachelor's degree. Uh, yes, ma'am. I, I, you know, I maxed out all my tuition. I see. And uh, but I I just owed the college only sixteen hundred dollars, and uh, they won't let me register until I pay that amount, and mm-hmm. and also I can't be eligible for any scholarships or grants until I pay that amount. So yeah, I, I got to get that paid. I see. Oh, so okay. I just need right. I just need sixteen hundred dollars. With that being said, if you get the sixteen hundred and then apply for any scholarships or grants, can you then give the sixteen hundred back to the person that gives it to you? Oh yeah, yeah. If they, you oh. know, if I get a refund check from the college, Great. I can give it right back. Okay, well that's what I think is going to happen. That's why I think this is going to go down because it has something to do with the sacrifice in her part but a sacrifice for her care for you, love for you, not necessarily romantic, but care for you, 
Um, could be romantic, but I'm, I'm not saying it's definitive. Right. But with the fact that the money can get replaced. Um, I just feel like there's a female out there that would be willing to help you. Okay. So pull on your resources, talk to the women out there that you know if somebody's willing to help you. Great. I love that, yeah. I only mm-hmm. have eight classes remaining. Oh, my God. Talk to somebody yeah. with only just eight classes. <laughs> Yeah, I only have eight remaining. It's been depressing because I haven't been back to school uh, since my mom passed in 2009, and I definitely oh. want to finish this up. Well, I can become a uh, a teacher, oh. and I want a football head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I have yeah. to tell you, do whatever it takes, Melvin, to see the ability for you um, to get this done. It might involve some negotiation. You know? Yeah. It might involve some negotiation, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. In terms but, uh, of, please, please do this for me, and when I apply for my loans and give it back, or I can pay you back, you know, this amount of money, you know, once a month, once a week, and then give you the lump sum when I get to apply for my student loans, blah, blah, blah. There is a way right. to work it out. There is a way. Yeah. So it takes a little work on your part. Just a little bit, okay. but I'm telling you, somebody's willing to help you. That's I great. feel like yes, it's a ma'am. woman with money. I Listen, I feel like it's a woman with money or she values money or she counts her money, something like that. Okay. Either she has a really, really good job and she knows how to hold on to money that she actually does have it to spare. I feel like she's going to give the impression to you that she doesn't have it. Right. She's going to give you that impression, um, but she actually does have it. And mm. then um, there is a way to negotiate, you know, be kind okay. to her. There is a way to negotiate, and you will see that she comes through for you. So it's okay. up to you, Melvin. Put the work put, put the work forth. You know, I don't know what women you know out there, but talk to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah I will. I'm not talking romantic. It could be romantic. It could be family member. You know, um, I yeah. didn't mention your mother, ironically, because I didn't know your mom had passed away, but there's, it's just somebody that you know that would be willing to help you. Okay. That's great. Okay. And my other question, if, if I may, uh, about ahead. this young lady that works with me at the hospital. I work at mm-hmm. a mental hospital here in Georgia, and, and her mm-hmm. name is Sterling. And uh, she don't know I like her, but mm-hmm. about three weeks ago, I was out in the parking lot on my job, and she was mm-hmm. parked next to me, and she just told me she needed, you know, $50. And I was, like, shocked that she said that because she never really had a conversation. We were speaking, that's it. Uh, we may work on the unit together, and uh, it will be just professional about the clients. Do you see this uh, woman uh, interested in me? Do you see anything Hold going on, on with us? With us? Hold on a second. So she she doesn't know though. No, ma'am, she doesn't know. She may have a feeling, but I don't know.
So the question is, is she interested in you? Yes, ma'am. And do you see us? Okay. Uh, okay. The first call I'm getting is the three of swords. Do you know anything about her? Did she just break up with someone? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, she's she not, having, she, I believe she had, though. Or is she having problems with romance? You don't know anything about her? Not much. No, ma'am. Not much. She stays oh. with her parents. And she's younger mm-hmm. than I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she was born in April, I believe. Oh, Larry. How old are you, Melvin? I'm 52. And how old is she? She's got to be at least 23. Okay. Um, um, hmm. Well, here's what I'm getting. I'm getting that she may have a boyfriend right now. Um, and I'm getting that she could be having some problems with her boyfriend. Um, you could have a position of advantage, um, but she's also at a very vulnerable point right now, so I don't know if this is a, a – I don't know if it's at this point you should be saying something to her. Um, I think she's having some problems with her boyfriend right now. And for you to come in under her having these problems with her boyfriend – could give you the position of, of advantage, but it also could be a bad advantage when she realizes um, that you might have been there for her um, to help her through whatever thing she's going through with her boyfriend. Um, but um, um, could change everything. I'm, I'm wondering why you like her so much. Why do you like her so much? Like... Is it because she's young? Is she like? Uh, no, I'm not even looking at the age. I'm, I mean, it just. All, I mean, I wasn't feeling this way, and then all of a sudden, I start having some feelings when I see her. You know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of mm-hmm. I like her. I guess I don't. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm interested in you know getting to know her better. Mm-hmm. It's just, my concern is that you're welcome to get to know her. Um, I would be really, really cautious as to you letting her know that you like her. It would confuse her. Um, I'm getting that it'll make her somewhat uncomfortable. Um, I think you would be kind and generous, and I think you would want to take care of her. And I think that right now she would love to be taken care of, and then at some point she would shut it down, which would make you feel bad, you know. Um, it would confuse your working relationship. Um, I just think it's a win-win for you, and then for her it would be like, what am I doing? Like, oh, he's a nice guy, but what am I doing? And I think you could wind up getting hurt in the long haul. Hmm. So you don't see us... Uh... Do I see a romantic thing going on between you and she? No. Yeah. No. I think she's having some emotional issues right now with the relationship that she's either currently in or she may have just broken up with the guy and you could swoop up in there and be there for her so that she could, you know, talk it through with you. Um, right. I just... Uh, yeah, I just... I I would be really concerned if you... Um, so we would never go out. I mean, if I asked her out, would she go out with me? 
Yeah, I don't know if I'm advising. <laughs> I don't know if I'm. Let me just look at these cards one more time. I'm I'm not comfortable with advising you to do that. Hmm. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Yes, ma'am. Should you ask her out? I'm just going to ask that direct question, although I don't think it's going to come about that way. I think you're going to have a lot more conversations with her to see where she's at and then ultimately um, ask her out. But one... I think you could stumble over your own words um, in the process of trying to ask her out. The cause is telling me to tell you to put the brakes on, put the brakes on. Um, I think that she would definitely feel uncomfortable. And I feel like she would say, I think that she would definitely say, um, I'll think about it, something like that, and I think she'll make you feel good about it, but ultimately um, you'll never hear anything. Like I feel like she's going to leave you with hope because she doesn't want to hurt your feelings and you honestly believe it, but then it just never happens. Um, I think you're going to make a mistake and either um, text her a nice message or call her or give her something, like give her flowers or something something like that, give her a gift or something, and it will just make matters worse. So I'd have to say any other girl but this girl is what I'm trying to say. I, I would just leave. Yeah. It, it's okay to leave her alone right now. It doesn't look like it's anything that she's um, um, asking you to do anyway. You know how some girls flirt and you, right. can, you, can, you can go in. I'm not really getting that she's doing that. Okay. So, well, it'd be, it'd be just be best for me. No, I'm not mad at uh, you. No, okay. it just it, it'd be best for me to just let her make the first step. Yes, yes, but um, I also don't want you to have hope that she is going to make the first step. Is what I'm trying to tell you. But oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I got, I got, I got ten seconds left. I'm going to let you go. Thank you for calling. Okay. okay Thank take you. Take it easy. You're welcome. Right. Bye bye. Okay, Psychic America, I'm out. Pop Culture Psychic, 629-2013. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, don't forget, I'm at the Green Man Store, and I am here Sundays, 12 to 5, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, um, 1 to 7. And call me for your own personal reading. By the way, don't forget to join me at Twitter, at Pop Culture Psychic. Don't forget to check out my YouTube videos, um, especially the ones that I mentioned today. And I'll post it. I'll post it online so that you could, um, on Twitter and Facebook, so you know which ones um, to go look at and see how accurate I am. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening, and it's fun. I really love doing these. Okay, bye.